0: Welcome to another exciting and informative episode of Community Decoded. I'm your host Supriya, and today we have the pleasure of being joined by the remarkable Courtney Grass, who is the startup community lead at AWS. I'm absolutely thrilled to decode the intricacies of building and nurturing a thriving AWS community with her. So sit back and relax and get ready to entangle yourself in the fascinating world of community building. Do you notice any patterns to the goals or trends in terms of the community members' objectives throughout the year? How do you complement the community programming or discussions around their objectives if so? All right,
1: so this is a really great question around kind of sessions or seasons or different cycles that our community members are going through. Um, I'll say, and I actually haven't mentioned this yet, that the community that we run is global. Um, so we're not only just you know working across you know different geos, but there's different time zones and, and some language barriers as well. So I think I'll kind of address all of those, but because it's so large and global and diverse, and we're also working with different stage companies, we work from kind of that MVP stage, with, all the way up through, we have some series B startups. Uh, CTOs in our community. Uh, It's tough to say that we see exact seasons because each company is kind of in their own cycle and their own process. So there's a lot of diversity. I'll say that we do see things slowing down more now, of course, as we get closer to the holiday season. Uh, So I think in that way, we're doing more asynchronous. We'll do more asynchronous uh, content over the holidays. We're running our last event, December 6th, just to kind of give the community members a break around the holidays. So, um, you know, we know that we don't want to over overload them with content at this particular time of the year. Um, but at the same time, coming into the new year, you know, we want to make sure that we have a full calendar of events for the first quarter. We want to do at least one in-person event, either in, you know, one of our main hubs, so New York City, San Francisco, Austin, uh, just to make sure the community members feel like we're starting the new year with, kind of with a bang. Um, so I, I can't say that that there's a cycle that, that we're able to track because, again, the diversity of the members in our community, but we are considerate, of course, of things of, you know, general time of the year. Uh, and again, overall, all, I think we try to continue on continuously listening to our founders and collecting feedback. Again, Thredo is a great tool for that. And we ask community members, hey, how are you enjoying the community so far? Is there anything we could do differently? Uh, We've gotten some great feedback. That's how we decided we needed to do more uh, or provide more in-person networking opportunities. Um, Of course, you know the recordings are really important because we're a global community recording all the sessions that we do. We see a lot of views um, and clicks on the recordings that we post in our community events channel. So being able to do as much as possible asynchronously to work around you know again not only those time zone differences but maybe the differences in uh founder schedules has been really helpful um and i think the last thing i'll say about that when i mentioned our our tooling struggles uh we do use notion predominantly to store video recordings we don't have you know for the cto community we don't have our own web page on on the aws site so i've been using notion to store all of our video recordings so it's kind of an archive so the founders can go back and watch things when it's more convenient for them
0: How do you leverage community events to engage with and add value to startup CTO community at AWS? What other initiatives have worked well to drive this engagement?
1: Uh, I, when we were first, when I first joined AWS, which was just in February of this year, I started by doing uh, founder interviews. So I talked to 20 founders that were already in our Slack workspace, uh, and I kind of just asked them, I was like, what kind of events would be useful for you? Um, maybe some of you know, maybe some of you don't, I run our CTO community. So we're working with technical founders, which is a little bit different from maybe a founder community with CEOs. So I was really curious to hear what CTOs were interested in. Um, and what I learned from that process is that it was a little bit of everything they wanted wanted technical content from AWS, but they were also interested in networking events uh, and meeting other CTOs. They were interested in peer mentorship uh, and they were interested in leadership topics. So, you know, CTOs uh, oftentimes don't have previous management and hiring experience, so we do a lot of uh, webinars on those topics. Um, The majority of the events that we've run have been virtual. Uh, also, based on feedback from the CTOs, they're pretty busy people, so they suggested that two virtual events per month was an appropriate cadence for them, and then everything else kind of happens asynchronously in the workspace. So we rotate between those technical events, social events, and kind of more like leadership events. Uh, we've also piloted a couple in-person happy hours at like larger events. We just held a happy hour at TechCrunch, which really helped uh, with our founders that were attending that event. Uh, so we have seen huge engagement in the community from that. Uh, we try to keep 40% of our community members engaged, um, which of course we're using like combination of data from Threado and also Slack analytics and event attendance uh, to track those attendance rates and those engagement rates. So we've actually held steady throughout the entire year at a 40% engagement rate, which is uh, really great for kind of, you know, piloting things and throwing things at the wall. So hope that's helpful.
0: How do you link the outcomes of the community and tie them to the members goals? That is uh, measuring how the community is helping members hit their goals and what are some of the metrics you measure around this.
1: Uh, you know, when we developed the community and the community strategy originally um, used the book, maybe some of you are familiar with uh, Spinks, uh, David Spinks, and around building that community strategy. So what we really focus on is that this is a peer support community. So the founders that are coming here are coming to um, network with other CTOs. They are coming for peer support with technical questions. So the community isn't necessarily a technical support space for AWS. We kind of have other forums for that. Um, So the things, that we measure in the community, primarily in number of engagements with our community members. So that comes from both Slack and then also attendance at our events. Uh, And then of course we look at CSAT, so that one to five rating of the events and programming that we run. Um, Then we also look at our attendance rates versus our RSVP rates and seeing are they dipping, are they they increasing? Um, And then we also measure in our community the adoption of AWS services, right? So obviously that's kind of more of a goal that's tied to AWS, right? The reason that AWS is hosting this community, of course, is to support Uh, founders that are building on AWS. We want to see them continue to build on AWS. So we know the community is doing its job. Uh, If we see the startups continuing to adopt our services, you know, based on maybe they tuned into a webinar about a new product offering and they said, hey, you know, I want to adopt this AWS service. So we look at all those things holistically. And we say, you know, we draw a correlation that, hey, if our community members are continuing to build on AWS and adopt our services, that we're, we're effectively helping them. We're helping them build with us. We're helping them grow their companies, which is the real goal of the community. So hope that helps.
0: How has AWS as a company benefited from having multiple communities and how have these communities evolved over the time?
1: We do run uh, a number of different Slack workspaces. I'd say that uh, the workspaces that I'm most closely involved with are the CTO fellowship, so that's the main workspace uh, that I manage. We also have uh, a CTO fellowship program for earlier stage founders uh, that's called the Technical Founder Sprint. We just kind of rebranded that program. Uh, and so I run that workspace. We also run Slack workspaces for our Impact Accelerator cohorts. Um, and we also have a Slack workspace just for YC founders. So, and those are just there's probably dozens more that i'm not even closely involved in and you know i believe for us of course aws is a very data-driven organization for for the majority of things we log everything that we do in salesforce you know it's very uh you know if it isn't logged in salesforce it didn't happen so the slack community is actually a slight departure from that where you know we're not in a strict you know sales kind of activity when we're managing these workspaces but i think that Uh, You know, leadership here recognizes the value that it brings to brand affinity. uh, Spinning up these peer support workspaces, even without even having direct AWS technical support in the Slack workspaces, Uh, we're still seeing that founders have a positive uh, image and a a positive opinion of AWS. Uh, You know, of course, I've been using Thredoo to collect insights from founders in our community over the course of the year. So we do that 30-day check-in, and you know, at the end of the year, we're planning further communications to collect more insights about the community uh, and again just how it's been able to help these founders build on aws and all those all those insights have been really positive this year so i think you know again this being the first year that we're running the cto fellowship community that even though there's not a say a direct quantifiable correlation to you know oh this is you know how, how much more the community is impacting sales overall. I think you can draw a correlation between those two that, that the engagement in the community and the positive sentiment that we're developing with our founders is still perceived as valuable. So um, again, really great to see a larger tech company kind of taking that perspective and being supportive of the communities. But of course, I think, you know, from an outside and from just a community manager point of view, it makes it makes complete sense uh, that we're continuing to build relationships with the
0: founders that we're working with. So hope that helps. How has building a community of developers been different than building a community for any other persona? Any interesting stories there? And what could be like some of the key insights from AWS Heroes program? Where does community come into discussion when the dev and product teams are planning their roadmaps and plans for the quarter or the year?
1: Okay, so this question, uh, I think, it's a really broad question around uh, how is this community different because we're a community of developers. Love this question, um, and I think kind of the first and the the last part of the question are directly related. Um, I think the middle question around the AWS Heroes program, I'm actually not familiar with that, uh, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pass on that, and I'll follow up with you to to maybe uh, answer asynchronously. But off the top of my head, I'm actually not familiar. Um, but so the differences in the tech community, it, it is. It is dramatically different. I'll say when I previously worked at Techstars. Uh, I manage Slack workspaces of CEOs, uh, which is a little bit more predictable in how they behave, the type of resources that they need access to. Um, I actually still manage Slack workspaces uh, on other for a- other AWS teams as well for our Impact Accelerator, uh, which supports again pre- predominantly a CEO uh, founder founder space. And so I think you know those original interviews that I did with community members when I first started this role was really informative as far as the differences. Uh, CTOs number one well. Maybe this is universal to most startup founders, but CTOs in particular uh, seem to be very overwhelmed on a day-to-day basis. They're extremely busy. And so out of the 20 interviews that I did, I didn't have a single CTO say that, say that they wanted events more frequently than twice a month. Uh, they were just going to be overwhelmed. We also do a monthly email newsletter just based on that feedback. They didn't want to have you know daily Slack notifications. The at channels would drive them crazy because the likelihood that they're in you know 15 different Slack Workspaces and a few discords, uh, you know, really high. So, they didn't want to have a lot of, you know, notifications coming from us. So, we uh, honestly are, are more or less hands off. I don't, I try to not quote unquote pester community members too much uh, with regular notifications and regular messaging. Uh, we, we tried some experiments trying to encourage community members to say, like, you know, hey, post a win. We try to do that every Friday for a while. Um, There's just really falling flat because the community members, you know, we're kind of, we we realize that they leverage the community. The CTOs come in and they ask a technical question uh, when they really need help with something. We have a number of, I would call, super users that are there, always kind of the first people that are responding to those technical questions. Um, But otherwise, community members are kind of in and out. They use the spaces they need to when they have a technical support question or they have a hiring question. Uh, So we try to stay, you know, as hands off as possible, which might be a little bit different. I think other workspaces, you're really, trying to keep the community engaged on a daily basis, um, you know, maybe posting more messages, posting more activities, but for us, we knew that we were going to bother our community members if we did too much of that. Um, so I'd say that's that's the predominant difference and just overall, you know, how the community comes to, the, to answer the last part of your question, you know, when does the community come into play as, as these technical founders are doing product roadmapping. I mean, I think we see we see members of the community kind of insert themselves at all different stages throughout that process. Uh, every single founder in our community is at a slightly different stage of their company. So there's a lot of diversity there. So maybe a trickier question to ask. Um, but, you know, we see predominantly, I would say use of the community uh, when there's some kind of an, a, a problem with either an AWS product or service, or they're trying to, um, you know, it, they have an issue with activating credits. So I'd say it's kind of throughout the entire life cycle. Um, and yeah, so I, I hope that's helpful.
0: How have you seen community members come together for extending support? What non-star metrics do you use to drive and decide events and engagements in the community? What is that one mistake that you did while building AWS community that others could possibly learn from?
1: The best example of this is we, we piloted a new community event just based on Feedback from from community members. We had a few folks post and ask for us to do a community pitch event. So the CTOs in the community would actually do a, a fast pitch, a sixty second pitch of their company and the technology that they were working on, which was really exciting. Uh, and over the course of that pitch event, we did live feedback. So some we had some community members just attend; they weren't pitching, um, but we gave the opportunity for those community members to connect with those that were pitching to help them out or support them, whether that was through you know feedback on their product or making a connection to them. Or introducing them to an investor. Uh, so, we saw community members really step up through that. Uh, the, the community pitch event was just so much more well received. And I love that it was a community member idea. It wasn't even something that our team came up with. So, I think that was really great. Uh, as far as North Star metrics goes, I mean, for us, we want to see the community continuing to be active. Uh, and since this is a relatively new community this is our first year operating we are looking at next year you know can we extend that uh that goal and that kpi to say you know we want to see activity from members you know for x amount of months or x amount of years you know how how long do they stay active in the community and i think that would be a really interesting metric to look at as well um, but we just want to see that continued engagement and as the community continues to grow um that hopefully the number of community members engaged is staying is holding steady so we know we're continuing to bribe, Provide value to our community members, even you know months or even years after they went through one of our fellowship programs. Uh, and I love the last part of your question about um, you know, what's one thing we did wrong or what's one mistake that we made. Uh, I think <laughs> I will say you know we're we're really tool strapped, and maybe this sounds kind of crazy, but it but at AWS we aren't able to just go and you know use Airtable if we wanted to, uh, or use you know new fancy platforms to facilitate networking. And uh, I wish that you know kind of before. Ja- diving in uh, to community events that, you know, we had petitioned a little bit harder to get more access to tools that will help facilitate, uh, say, you know, a community, like a Directory so CTOs can find each other in a really easy and effective way. Those are problems that we're trying to solve for now, but I wish it was something that was part of our community from the get go. Just figuring out what is our tool stack, how are we going to facilitate network networking efficiently and effectively? Um, what other tools are we going to use to support our work? Uh, so right now we basically are, we're very limited. We're only able to use Slack. Uh, I got approval to use a Notion page, but had to do some workarounds for that too. So I think getting the tooling right to support your community and to support uh, that engagement is something that i wish we would have done better from the get-go so thanks for your
0: questions that's it for this episode folks if you have any feedback or suggestions for future episodes we would love to hear from you you can reach out to us at community at or by dming us in the community jams community once again thank you for tuning in and we can't wait to bring to y'all more exciting episodes of the community decoded podcast